What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue. Uh, not always easy to, to do these when we're continuing with the bad results, but, uh, you know, here we are. Um, our predictions were wrong, but the uh, outcome was was not. Unfortunately, we're uh, sitting seventh right now. A big loss today in the London Derby to a unfortunately superior Arsenal side today. Uh, Jay, per usual, you get the first word around here. What were your initial thoughts on the game? Yeah, it sucks after a loss, you know, particularly against Arsenal. Um, I can't complain that much. I mean, I do have a few gripes that I'm sure we'll get into. I thought we had the right approach. I thought we played well up against superior competition. So this is a tough pill to swallow, and it's, you know, we're not sitting on on the, on the tables exactly where we want to be. But, um, you know, as far as the effort and the intensity and the passion that we came out with, you know, I'm happy with the with the way that the boys played today. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was necessarily a lack in effort. It was definitely a you know a superior side that has a lot of cohesion. Um, and I think it was Mikel Arteta's 150th match in charge. Um, you know, he's got his guys in there. They're playing his brand of football. Um, you know, this this was this was a tough one to to watch in the sense that you know it, it's hard to see um, us so far off the pace. Uh, I think that we we did have you know good solid effort and we we hung in there, um, but as as you're as you're looking down, just getting getting into the the lineups first, um, you know going with the back four I think was was obviously the the only choice, um, but you know they, they, we were set up a little bit more the way that you thought that that we'd be set up. Um, I uh, I wanted to to see Kovacic in there from from the start or Connor Gallagher I guess. But, um, you know, we we were second best in the midfield. They were much better in closed quarters and quick passing than us. And it was um, it was tough from the jump. I mean, right out of the shoot, you get the poor foul by, you know, Mark Kukurea and we're on the back foot right away. Uh, I mean, this um, is the, thank God they wasted that. opportunity. This is what was going to happen. I mean, we said this in, in the preview. They were going to put a lot of pressure on. Uh, they're they're much better. Like you said, they're much better in short spaces. They have a lot more fluidity within their game. They're far more attacking. We needed to muck this game up. We needed to make this ugly. We needed to play physical, and we did that. We needed to absorb pressure early on and throughout the game. And what we really need to do was to take advantage of the few opportunities we knew we were going to have. So this is like a very similar game plan going in to what we did in the Champions League final against City. We knew they were going to dominate possession. We knew that they were going to create the majority of the chances. But when the time was right for us to strike, we needed to be there. And that's where we that's where we faltered. And it kind of rests on one guy, unfortunately. Well, I mean, th- there was there were a, a couple of, of opportunities um, and, you know, some some unforced errors, you know, by us, I think in, in a lot of opportunities, we were just, you know, one pass away. Uh, there were, there were some, some opportunities that were squandered, but, um, you know, us giving up the bad fouls early. I mean, to your point, we had, we kind of had to put a mark down about, you know, things, you know, things being physical, making sure that, that not everything is going to be easy, but it just seems like we were truly second best in a lot of those situations. I did think a lot of the fouls were a little bit, a little bit soft, but um, that that was just unfortunately the way that the the calls were going for us today. But um, in to our credit, we did avoid the early goal. 
which I thought was going to be our demise. I, I, I thought that we were going to give one up early and it was going to be a really tough day. Uh, it really, it really was good to see that we were able to, to show some intestinal fortitude and, and fight and, and stick with them. But uh, not a whole lot to talk about from our perspective positively in the first half. I disagree. I like, you know, I love the intensity that I saw and the organization I saw out of our back four. I thought all guys along the back line played excellent today. The goal was not their fault. Um, I, I, I thought that they did everything they needed to do up against a very high octane attack. Um, so I was happy with that. I thought Jorginho played a measured game. We did get beat up in the midfield. I don't put that on him. He provided a lot of help and cover for, for, our, uh, for our right back and our left back. It's exactly what we needed. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek left a lot to be desired. He was invisible for almost the entire game, gave it away, was getting nudged off the ball, and beside that one run, he just wasn't there. So going back to what you mentioned which earlier. He, which Kovacic, he ultimately could have yeah, done more Yeah, with. he had to just keep going. Just keep on pressing. Maybe you get a better foul. Maybe you get closer to the box. Maybe who knows what you could do with it. But he was very disappointing for me today. I'm assuming that we're managing minutes with, with Kovacic. Otherwise, I would have much rather had him in there because I think he would have created a lot more as we were trying to counter and move forward. We needed somebody who is, is what Ruben does. He's good as a marauding, just free train going forward, and he just never did it. We could have gotten that from Kovacic and probably would have had a little bit more creativity from his passing as well. It, well, the injury, it definitely, you know, to your, to your point that they're, probably managing minutes but in this it, in this situation i would have rather seen kova if he could have made it 60 have him on first absolutely. for the first 60 and then and then bring on ruben Dude, absolutely at, towards the end of the game that's just that i mean that's just me um but i i really think that that was the thing that we were needing because kova is is such an underrated dribbler he, he's gotten a lot more appreciation but he's the guy that will take the ball uh, at midfield, turn and face, make a guy miss, and then, you know, break the lines and, and start to get, you know, forward. We just, we couldn't find that extra pass today or that, or that creative dribble that, that was going to get us, you know, to the, to the next level. And that was, um that was really unfortunate. Uh, I mean, there, and, you know, there, there were some, some positives in the first half. Mendy pulled that one beautiful ball out of the bag and like hit Raheem Sterling in stride, which I thought was going to be an, you know, a, another, Good chance, but we, you know, at least we were showing signs of life. Um, I guess, you know, my, maybe my earlier comment was was a little bit harsh about our lack uh, in the first half. But um, and I also saw Raheem getting caught out dribbling a lot because of the lack of of outlets and, you know, the high pressure. He got caught out like three or four times. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to blame him because th- there was just. No one for him to pass the ball. He was to. throwing his hands up um, left and right. He's like, "All right, but now we have this chance. We've re- we're coiled up. We're playing compact. We've had a release out to him, and he's just looking around. He's like, where is everybody? And you don't need a tremendous amount of numbers flooding forward. But what you did need was my my target man today. Unfortunately, is going to be Kai Havertz. But you needed Kai and you needed Aubameyang to be working better together with their runs." He was just looking for somebody to go to, and we had the opportunities, but those guys were just kind of standing around looking for it. He just, he didn't have anything to do with the ball. So I, 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 again, I love the energy of almost everybody that was out there today. And I think this really falls on one or two people that could have turned the tides for us if they had taken advantage of those few critical moments instead of squandering them. 
I mean, Kai, th- this was this was a tough performance for for him today. It was bad. I mean, he 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 definitely squandered a couple of opportunities. He had the opportunity for the cross for Obamiang that was completely squandered. Um, we got the ball out on the break, and and instead of you know taking something first time or really taking the guy on, you know, next thing you know he's standing up and there's four defenders back behind the ball, and you know, and it's another it's another missed opportunity. That that's why again, like I don't think we're being adventurous enough. You know, Kai, if you hit that first time and you scuff it, then, you know, okay. But it, but it's, it, it's, it's also, where is your thirst? Is your thirst to create or is your thirst to score? And I think in a situation like that, your thirst always has to be to score. And, um, you know, j- just make the, go- make the keeper work, especially when, you know, they're dominating possession. What better way to show danger than to make the goalkeeper work? I just think we need... We need more consistent and better quality out of him, and we know he has it. Right? Like it, it, maybe he isn't this dynamic guy with the ball between his feet, as far as making somebody miss or being able to get by them. He tends to be rubbed off the ball easily and quite a lot. But I need to see, like at that, at those critical moments, there was the, the horrible cross to Obamia. I don't know if he was trying to shoot that or pass that or what that was. Whatever his decision was, it was poorly executed. Then he had another opportunity only a couple of minutes later where we just, I don't know if he would have been able to get the ball through the defender, but he had Mount just sitting there, no one around him. All he had to do was just square that ball off and we get an opportunity on goal. He had a couple more opportunities where he was the lone man going up against a single defender and posed no real threat. And then lastly, on the goal, he just whiffs. He just, it's right at your feet. He just whiffs at the ball. Then everybody else is trying to react. It looked like that ball went through just a sea of arms and legs, all blue arms and legs. And then it falls down and, you know, and Gabriel's able to bang it in. But you're the first man. You're the first man. You have to clear that. And so, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of what happened today, whether we were going to come out with a draw potentially, whether we were going to have an opportunity to go ahead with one of these opportunities and then put pressure on Arsenal turn the tides a little bit. I think a lot of this, unfortunately, falls on Kai. It, it really is. And that with, and no one said anything about it on television. Sure no one said anything about it. Like during the game, I was like, what do you, what, what do you mean? Like the answer is Kai Havertz. That's the answer. And I mean, uh, it, it just continues to make his, his, um, his time with us so polarizing and so frustrating because you know, some of the finishes he's had, obviously we know we, we've seen the goals, um, you know, not, not often enough, but you know, there's these flashes of brilliance just followed by these absolute duds. And it, and it is, it's so disappointing. He's so imposing. He, and I, I've said this before, he's so important on corners because he's such a big guy and he is a great header of the yeah. ball. And, and, and just, just to have those type of performance. And again, just, this is Arsenal. This is at home. This is, you know, this is in the Premier League. And it was just, it was just terrible. And it's so frustrating, especially after you dodge all those bullets and you come out and it's again, like doing those, it, the plays you should make, you gotta make them. That's a, that's a, you gotta make it play. And then uh, again, on the, on the live broadcast, they're like, oh, went through a sea of bodies. How did that go? No, Kai Havertz completely missed the ball. Is what happened. What are the same corners? Like you, you have to, you have to beat the first guy. You got to get the ball past it. Kai Havertz is the first guy. He kicks it right at his legs. He's right there. All he had to do is make any form of contact. We're still at nil nil. 
play on. Let's see what happens. Send it out for another corner. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was I mean, just it, anything, it was a huge, anything. huge, huge brain fart. And yet, these are the games, man. Like you're in a London derby. We're slipping down the table. Both teams want it. Arsenal wants to stay on top of the league. We need to find our form and start to get some grounding. Try to get some results before the World Cup. You want your stars and your guys to step up in situations like this and not just succumb to the, I don't know if this is even the pressure that got to him. I don't think so. I think he just, this is just another one of those sleepy Rip Van Winkle moments of his. And I don't just don't understand it. So anyway, I don't want to beat him up too bad, but you know, I expected more from him and I was happy to see him on the team sheet. But after what we were seeing in the first half, even before the goal, I was begging for your boy. I was like, we need a guy who can run. We need a guy who's going to be able to break the press and run with the ball at his feet. I'm like, would, would Pulisic have done a little bit better in those situations? He's shown it before. I would have much, if he was healthy, I would have much rather had him in there after about the 25, 30 minute mark. Everybody, well, I mean, that would have been early, but I, I would have, I would have made, could have made the change at, at halftime. And I know everybody loves to dunk on CP and, and, you know, take their shots at him. But he, when he did come in, he, again, he was creating little things. He, he actually set Kukurea loose on that, on that one play at the sign that he was pinned in, gave him a nice little back ball. Kuka scooped it up and, and was able to, to create again. But he, he's, he's not getting, you know, runouts because people can say whatever, whatever they want, but at least his intent is attacking. And and there and there's no, there's nothing confusing about that. So um, again, and I think that he could really actually interchange very well with Raheem Sterling and Mason Mount, and they haven't had the opportunity to to play in that in that sort of combination. So, yeah. um, and and when you think about it, a lot, a lot of our great success has been with Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic on the pitch at the same time. Um, but it, we just we just haven't got that. And and Mace put in a shift. Uh, yeah. I will say that like the dude was freaking running everywhere. He's a, he's he, he's 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 really strong. He's super competitive. He's got a real fu attitude out there to the opponents, which I absolutely love. I, I like that. I think that's a real underrated feature about Mace is is that you know he, what a, what a handsome young man he is, but. Boy, like he—he's a killer, man. He—he yeah, he really, he really is a top-level competitor. I, I like I—I I totally respect that about him. And and even when things are not going his way, his work rate is always like second to none. The dude never stops yeah. running. So you know nothing, nothing but love and and respect for you know the shift that that he put in. Um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get. You know, the the, the funny thing was, too. I put notes down because they were bringing Broja on and because uh, they said they're making an attack in James. I was like, oh, they're going to bring Broja on for Havertz. And then then the corner happens and Kai whiffs goal and then he's off. And then Gallagher was also on right after because initially it was just Broja. And then they're like, oh, well, we got to get Connor on here, too, now that we're we're down a, a goal. Um, but I also I think Broja could have been a real difference maker in a different circumstance in a nil nil game. I think he's exactly the dude that you want up there, mucking it up, getting really physical, pushing guys around. And he again, got caught out with just no, no outlets, nowhere to go. He was working his butt off. And then, you know, was just getting caught up between three or four guys because he had, he had no, no outlet. Yeah, I liked what I was seeing. You know, I, I don't know how many chances were created, but I just I liked what I was seeing a little bit more after we made the changes. You know, Connor was bringing some energy. 
Uh, I, I thought Broya, again, he was trying to be that talisman up front, right? He was playing strong. He was trying to make good runs. I liked a lot more of what I saw with our fluidity in that second half. Um, and I think you're right. I think if the circumstances of the game were different and then we had those change-ups to be able to bring in, that would have been very helpful in a nil-nil game. And maybe it would have turned the tide 100%. for us. So unfortunate, man, there was an opportunity today to do something that would have been really great for all of us to experience. Um, just couldn't get it done. You know, we, we squandered the opportunities early and then we didn't have many after that. And, and listen, I, I hate no, saying this. I, 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 everybody knows how much I hate Arsenal. I also have to give it up to them. I thought their back line was great. I thought they played a great game. Uh, they did exactly what they needed to do up against a team that was trying to muck up their style. So I'll, I got to give them some credit, particularly their back line, man. Those guys are good. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal is good. Yep. Um, they, and I can tell, you know, I, I don't hate them as much as you do because especially in the past five years, they haven't finished in the top four in the past, you know, for five years. And the last time that they did, it was, um, I, I think, uh, they mentioned it was like the Lester season, like, tw- like 2016 or something like that. I mean, it, it's been a, it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, so I've, I've, you know, they're, they're a little bit of the, of the, little brother right now to to us especially in, in recent times and i can tell that i'm bothered by them now because it makes me want to feel petty like i just want to say you know we've been european champs twice you guys will never do that we have more we have more premier league titles than you um the 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 different things like that because um you know arsenal fans there is there is definitely a snootiness um especially to to chelsea fans in particular you know Tottenham is a, is a completely different conversation in terms of the, you know, the London hierarchy, but um, you know, it, it does remain true that Chelsea is the only football club from London that has ever you know lifted the European trophy. And that's twice. Yeah, they just, dude, so, they, over the last 10 years, while we've been really focused on the sport, uh, there's just always comes with this sense of entitlement with that team. They always elevate their own image more so than they ever deserve. And listen, they're very good right now, but they also kind of, they still have that air about them. So th- between that no and Arsene Wenger's hair, I just, I had an, I, I, I can't stand them. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to stand them. And at the same time, I can also appreciate the product that they're putting out on the field. Cause I do think that they're very good at the moment. Oh, I mean, and, and they are they're, That's, that's undeniable. A- absolutely. All I'm saying is, is now I think I hate them too. Yeah, De- yeah. Definitely, definitely not as much as you do. But I mean, nobody's just like now. I now I hate them. I didn't like seeing. Uh, I I don't particularly care for Mikel Arteta's antics like all the time because it's like, dude, it, it can't it can't be every single challenge. Yeah. Like, you know, can <laughs> you can you save it like a little bit? Yeah. Like, you know th- that that rubs me the wrong way. And I've never liked Gabriel Jesus for the record. I don't like him. How does he do that with his I think, eyebrows? He just he looks sad all the time. I don't understand. He looks, I don't. I a, mean, I don't care about his eyebrows. I just, I just, he, I think he he flops too much. Everything's so soft. He's he's just always he's just always hurting. And of course, he's the guy who like he's half dead, and then he manages to rise to his feet for the free kick, and then he's you know he's running like a gazelle, like literally moments after his back was just broken. I mean, he's like Wolverine healing in real time. Um, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't like that guy. So Gabriel Jesus, if you ever end up in a blue shirt, 
I, for the record, said that I didn't like you. Yeah, he likes the drama. That's okay, though. All right. Uh, all right. Good rant. So, Good rant. Glad we got that off our chest. No, no, no. It's sorry about that. that. Little no, bit sorry of about that. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So, un- unfortunately, we'll uh, we'll move into the uh, to the thoughts on uh, man of the match, which uh, in this instance is as always brought to you by All Out Fitness, and at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring others to be their best selves. So, uh, Jay, who is the best version of themselves today? Even if somebody from Arsenal scored a hat trick or did something just wildly exceptional, I was not giving it to any one of them. Just can't do it. Not in my blood. I'm going to give this one to Mark Kukurea. I'm giving it to Mark, and here's why. I've been very tough on him. Uh, I've been critical of him. I've always mentioned in the same vein that him playing in an unnatural position was unfair to him, but he obviously did not adjust or compensate to playing that role well at all. Right? He's been really disappointing. I loved what I saw from him today. You know, his confidence may have been, who knows, maybe his confidence was a little shaken. He's getting a lot of heat. He's forced into action. And I loved the energy and the passion I saw from the guy. I liked the fact that he was playing physical. I don't mind the fouls because he was trying to chop these guys down. So as a rebound performance for Mark Kukurea, um, I'm just giving it to him because there's probably a lot of guys on the back line I would have liked to have given this to. Probably could have given it to Mason also just for the effort and the energy that he brought, but just under the circumstances and what he may have been dealing with mentally and from a confidence standpoint. I really liked what I saw from Mark today. Well, I mean, that's, that's very nice. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely disagree. I am uh, in a, in my own smug personal way, also giving it to um, one of the members of the back line. I really disagree though. I mean, Kook was, I understand what you're saying about the fouls. I just don't agree with the position that he gave away some of these fouls, which, which again, did seem a little bit soft, you know, a, a couple of them, you know, kind of went against him, but the, the positioning of those fouls, I, I was, was frustrating me as I was watching and I'm giving my man of the match to Tiago Silva, who had to bail Mark Kukurea out a couple of times because a couple of those headers that that he saved on some dangerous balls in. He had a huge block against Gabriel Jesus. Of course, he's always in the in the right place. Um, he he had a you know a half a chance on on one of those corners when he he got pushed by Thomas Partey. He was looking for he was yeah. looking for a call there, but I think he played you know e- exceptional again. Um, where would we be without him in the grand scheme of things? Uh, I think it could have been a lot worse if we didn't have him out there and. Again, it, like he he was actually thrown off by the Kai whiff, um, be, be, <laughs> because uh, what the the ball bounced and he was like, how did how, how, did, how, did, how yeah. did this even? Why bounce? did you ever expect that like, ball to reach you? Uh, you know, in it, what it world? Was, it was it was really un- it was really unfortunate. So, um, I'm gonna give mine to uh, Tiago fair. Silva. Again, again, I could have given it to anybody on the back line. I thought they all played great. Um, that's that's definitely a fair choice. Yeah. So. You know, as we're uh, as we're going into uh, our our next game, it, it was great to see that we we showed a little bit of fight out there. Uh, that we we did show a you know a little stick to itiveness at the end of the game. Uh, I don't want to di- you know diminish the spirits, but um, we uh, certainly have a lot of work to do in the Premier League, and uh, we have a lot to do because we're still you know competing on a, a lot of different fronts. Um, you know, we've got our matchup with City coming up next. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see. Again, more squad rotation. You know that they're going to have you know heavy squad rotation for these for these cup ties. Um, 
you know, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to chat about that a little bit later on this week. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the great reset. We uh, if we can get some points away from the Newcastle game, I think that would be a nice way to close this chapter of the season. Go into the World Cup break, see who can come back healthy, give Grand Potter time to work with the team and work with the staff and figure things out. Um, we are going to need a big post World Cup component of the season. All right. You know, we're, we're not sitting where we need to be sitting. And, you know, obviously I think the top four is what we need to be aiming for right now. So we need to get back on pace. Off time to do it. No, it is. It's tough. And I'll tell you what, after, after the game and I was you know starting to kind of go through some notes and looking at some stuff, it's not as bad as 2015, but we've kind of seen this movie before. Tons of injuries coming off, you know, some success, a tough time bringing in a lot of new players, a new manager. 2015, finishing 10th, out of Europe altogether. Um, and then, you, you know, you come back and you win the Premier League title the next season. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that we're in that sort of position, but... The Premier League is a rough and dangerous place. And if we don't get, you know, a healthy Reese James back, um, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Chilwell, you know, the, the the back line. These are not small components, and this is a very, very competitive league. So, um, obviously, the the Great Reset in the World Cup is going to be the the ultimate equalizer to to see, you know, how many bodies can, can emerge healthy uh, from all these different teams throughout Europe. And, uh, you know, may the most deep squad win with you on that one all right all right well all right everybody we uh we certainly appreciate the time we appreciate the support here at america is blue we'll definitely uh talk to you guys next week break it down the next match and till next time we appreciate it